a beautiful day so far. I'm outside. Birds are singing. It's pretty quiet. I'm in a place where there are a lot of trees and open spaces. I can actually see a little rabbit around chewing on some clover or whatever they find out here. Haven't run into the noisemakers yet, but I'm coming upon one. I think that's the problem nowadays with all of these places where you have the lawns and the gardens and all of that. Every morning, you run into somebody with some type of loud lawnmower or a loud, loud, loud weed whacker or something making all kinds of noise. So that what would be beautiful, calm and peaceful is often loud. And it's not loud from everywhere only loud from certain places. I guess that's the thing with modern living, you know. You can't have all the nice big lawns and all of the bushes being trimmed and things like that without the noise, the automation. Isn't it sad, though, that we have to have automation for everything? Sometimes you wonder how people lived before all of this. I think I can tell you. Right before this, people had enslaved people or people who were paid very little to do all the work of maintaining their grounds. In almost every advanced civilization, Africa, Egypt, Europe, China, all were engaged in enslaving people, making them do the work of clearing the land. But before that, in times of old, when people were hunters and gatherers, no one took the time to do all of this work because people were always on the move, always going somewhere else, following the weather patterns and food patterns. They didn't have all of the possessions, only the things that they could carry with them. And according to many textbooks now done on the subject, revising what we have learned from a civilization that is based on farmer technology. In other words, people who grabbed large swaths of land, the ones that were best at producing food, Courted them all so that the gatherers and hunters could not come there anymore to the best spots and then raised armies in order to keep people out of that land that had belonged to everybody previously. Has given us a history that is false, a history that says that before so called civilization. People were hungry, people were starving, people were savage and having wars. 
But what we have discovered now is that people were not having wars. People were more healthy than they are in many parts of the world now because their diets were better, the food they ate was better, their teeth were even better because of the many different foods that they ate that not only strengthened their jaw bones and teeth, but even cleansed their teeth. So we have been given a fake history. Truth is we were better off hunting and gathering because when they started these farms, so-called civilization, nobody wanted to be in them. So they had to have wars, carry out violence, kidnap people who were from weaker civilizations who weren't as warlike, and they had to bring them in, force them to work. Thus, the creation of violence, the enslavement of others, patriarchy, the power over other people, and the oppression and suppression of the human being. From this came religions that justified such behavior. It said that some people were just better than others and were superior and deserved to live a life of leisure or life telling other people what to do while the others just worked. So what used to be three hours of work every day for people hunting and gathering as groups and in groups became working in the sun for 12 to 16 hours in order to just survive and to build a power base for other people. This is the understanding that we have to have nowadays as we look at history, find an even ancient history and what we've learned about it is a lie. It's an illusion created by those in power to keep us working, to believe it is natural and ordained by God for us to give our time, our energy, our life to building riches for very few people. And in this country, the United States, it has become apparent. How has it become apparent? In the early 1900s, before unions and the socialists and the social gospel came into power, children were being forced to work eight, 12, 16 hours, as well as the adults. Many of the women weren't allowed to work, but they were forced to stay home, take care of the men and children as they came in, totally exhausted and wiped out at the end of each day. And of course we had the slavery we had the black people who were forced to work for nothing. Still in those days, 
slavery had ended a long time before that. But there was a site of cultural enslavement, economic enslavement, placed on the back of every African American, making them little more than slaves as they worked in the South farming and giving away most of their resources to the landlords, to the owners. They were basically living in a feudal system, but unlike a feudal system where people were at least seen as human beings, they were seen as less than human, beaten, discouraged, murdered, and killed. And that is the legacy of civilization. And so the book I was reading is called Civilized to Death. I think everyone should read this book because from it we will find that we have been domesticated to death. And we will find that all of those things that came about because of unions, and because of social gospels and because of socialism and all of that are slowly being taken away through tricks and by deception. What are the tricks? One, freezing a minimum wage to such an extent that it becomes a slave wage. As the price of everything goes up, people are still making the same thing that they were making 30 or 40 years ago. So they have to work voluntarily 12, 16 hours a day and can barely make it. In that way, they've gotten rid of what unions fought for. Just by raising the price of everything and freezing the wages, they have economically began to enslave all of us. The problem is that most of us have not realized the magnitude of this and that there is another possibility. Most of us in this country, that is. Visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. That's www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com where you can get a whole lot of free information. You can go visit our YouTube channel or our vocal media channel where you can read stories and help us to monetize not only this but our other efforts. As you can hear, from what we're talking about. This is a truth that many people need to hear and they're not gonna learn it from corporate media. So be sure to visit us once again and make a donation if you would like at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com if you see a warning coming up at the corner of your screen about the safety of our website. That also is a fabrication Somehow, Google has set it up so if a company pays them a certain amount of money, they will say that the site is secure and this company 
the one that runs our website won't pay them the money. Thanks for being with us and we'll continue doing these broadcasts. You can also find some more of our broadcasts at blogtalkradio.com slash practical-spirituality. Now back to the show. In other countries, especially the Scandinavian ones, they have figured out that this is happening and they have adjusted things. They call these places social democracies because they are democracies of the people instead of a democracy of representatives or oligarchs, 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 as we have in this nation. Many of them have six to eight weeks vacation time a year, holiday pay. They have parental leave when someone has a child, a little bit of money to help raise a child. They have free college care and free hospitalization, all of those things. And their country has large GDPs, larger than ours most of the time. And everyone's happy. Many countries have cut back to six hour a day work days because they feel it is more important for the family and the society and the community to come together and become strong than it is to create a surplus of items to be shipped out somewhere else in the world. And some countries are looking at four hour, excuse me, four day work weeks because they've noticed that the same amount of work could be done in a short time as it takes working someone to death for eight to 12 hours every day. They are intelligent. They haven't been given all of the lies that we have been given. They haven't accepted them. And it is any wonder that many of the lies we have received about history came from England. What happened in England? In England, people were so poor that they were being arrested for being homeless or they were sent to debtor's prisons. Many of the people who came to the United States as settlers were not coming here to be safe from politics. They were coming here to try to create a life for themselves because they had nothing in England. Imagine being in such a state that you would leave your country and your home and get on a rickety boat and come across the United States as an indentured servant who would have to work off your debts for the journey here or the ones that you had in England for seven years. Those were not happy times. Those people were persecuted, beaten, trapped in serfdoms that was little more than slavery. And the ones who became free of that were little more than economic slaves, like we are. But we haven't learned our lesson from that. We keep falling for the same tricks over and over again. As we hear a history of lies, laced with racism, homophobia, 
a lack of understanding about the true nature of everything. We listen to lies and religion. The only way we can really learn about the history of religion is to go to seminary. And now they have even created false seminaries because they said that the real seminaries were discouraging people from remaining Christian or entering the ministry. We are living in a world of illusion and delusion created by a small group of people at the top who will do anything that they can to stay in power. We are living in the farm in the midst of everything. And those people who were the owners of the farms who gained power maybe because of a drought or some catastrophic event in their area never want to give that power away again even though the danger is past. So they lie to keep us all in chains. Just something to think about. The next time we look at MSNBC or the next press conference or the next mainstream media show or the next time we read the New York Times, just take a few seconds and look at it through the lens that I have been given and have given you. That lens is that there is a small group of people who want to be in power and those who are in power and they will do anything to maintain the status quo or say anything. Peace, everyone.